real hog. <laughs> That's a little sampling from my studio project, Champagne Riots. Myself on drums, Mr. David Elliott on bass and guitar, and the one and only Proben Gregory playing the horns there. Uh, very beautifully, I made add, may add. And thank you, Proben, for playing on that track. Um, it's not released yet, but it's uh, from a forthcoming album we have coming out called The Procession, which Aaron LaFond, actually, you did the cover artwork for. I did, I did. So uh, look for that in uh, early 2016. You can get that where Kmart. Yeah, you can get that probably at Kmart. <laughs> Turn it up records. <laughs> well, good to see you guys for another episode of Jackman Radio. How's everyone doing? Yeah. We're here. Good, man. You know, it's starting to get cold out. and uh, We yeah. just turned the heat on uh, two nights ago. Two nights ago, we had the pilot lit by our buddy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So anyone out there who hasn't turned their heat on yet, <clears throat> my hand's up to you. Well, yeah, you guys but, have the fireplace indoors, too. That's that's nice. Yeah, we're going to... Uh, have a cup of cocoa. Yeah, we talked about recording a podcast with the fire going and like like yeah. Christmas music in the I back. I think we should for Christmas. Wearing uh, cheesy theme. sweaters. Doing yeah. the Harvest Utah special. We'll make sure we snap a photo of that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, the fire is great, man. You get that roaring and it know, is a really nice feature. Some here. adult beverages. And you yeah. want the audience to hear the sweaters as well. You know, just oh, very how loud, uncomfortable they are. Very loud sweaters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the crackle of the fire, the eggnog being slurped up like a dog. So a lot of stuff going on out in the world. A uh, real big story is this, it's been getting traction for the last couple of years really, is this $15 minimum wage issue. Mm. Um, it kind of started with these uh, 200 or so fast food workers in New York City back in 2012 um, who basically walked off the job. And I think I was in New York around that time, or I remember hearing about it. Um, you know, we visit New York from time to time to see friends and family. So, uh, you know, it's... A lot of this, there's been a lot of debates about this, and I think a lot of uh, short-sighted arguments for why it shouldn't happen, you know, as opposed to why it should. Um, I'm all for people who work 40 hours a week and, and earn an honest living uh, should be able to pay to survive and pay their bills and not worry which one they have to pay for. I think it basically what it boils down to, we can get into more of the details of this story, but it's basically just greed, I think. I, you know, after reading about it for, for several months, and it's just systemic greed at the top. I mean, I, I don't know. They, they, these people, the, the CEOs who make probably something like three three or 400 times more yeah, than... Yeah, what they, does the CEO of McDonald's make? Right. And they also just announced this year the shareholders or the, the big people on top of McDonald's a $30 billion windfall since they brought the breakfast all day 
Oh, oh so yeah. that's yeah, that's a perk, man. They <laughs> that they're looking at they're thirty billion dollars, man. What in the black? Something really, something like well, dude, that, man. The they just, they pro- thing... Breakfast can get breakfast all day there now. Oh, that's brilliant. They, I don't know why they didn't. They do had that to do something years that. ago. Yeah, it's better than the McRib. Well, the well, weird thing is, like with companies like like a huge company like McDonald's, like they advertise way too. Like you could you could put half the amount of commercials you have on television, and you're still going to be in McDonald's. Like people aren't going to forget that you sell. Hamburgers, oh, you no, know they, what I mean? They could, they could watch it. So you could, you could so- just, you could just pull like a few of your commercials. Like instead of getting five fucking commercials in the Super Bowl, just get three, <laughs> and then pay your fucking employees fucking more money. You Not know, only that, yeah. they're making a movie about McDonald's with Michael Keaton. Really? Yeah, he's playing the guy who who kind of Ray Kroc kind of swindled the uh, the original founders, the McDonald's brothers or whoever they were. He got the first restaurant. <laughs> I thought it was Ronald. Ronald. <laughs> yeah, it was I the thought, clown. I yeah, it was a clown. Before was a he went clown. before he went to clown school, well, he opened I up. I think a, the all day breakfast correlates with legalization of marijuana. I mean, you your stoners uh, want breakfast uh, all day. That's man. a good theory. I think that that's connected. You get something there. <laughs> Um, but basically, so this, uh, you know, fight for 15 campaign isn't just in New York anymore. Um, you know, it's uh, thousands of protesters in about 270 different cities across this country um, have taken to the streets just this week. And they did um, the Million Student March, which it was dubbed. Although these million man marches are never a million. I mean, no. they're lucky if they break like, like yeah, 10,000 10, man march. Not even. Yeah, yeah they recently yeah. had one with all the Viva Vendetta masks, the anonymous march, oh, million yeah. man oh, march. God. And they fell up short and they had riots. So what the fuck did they accomplish? <laughs> Look like a bunch of idiots, you know, going around talking about a movie that came out eight years ago, which I enjoyed the movie V for Vendetta. Phenomenal. But the whole thing's been bastardized. I think the mask has been around before that movie, too. Like, it's, sh- not, it's not the first. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the graphic novel from back right, in the right, 80s, right, but right, even right, before right. then. Yeah. I, I thought I heard somewhere Ted Turner mask. owns the rights to that mask or something. I like, mean, seriously, look it up. Or Rupert Murdoch? Or, yeah. I, like, like you, you realize that you, you buy the mask and every mask, Dick Cheney makes 20 cents off it or something. Yeah. Right, you're protesting yeah. people like Dick Cheney? Yeah. He's making money off the sale of the mask? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God, I wouldn't be surprised. Be, that would be freaking excellent. But, you know, fast food workers... You know, a lot of them, they're, they're 96% of them are uh, are making, you know, under 15 an making hour. I think the dick. Yeah, the, the, the uh, they're getting a deep dickin', Aaron. <sighs> yeah, what are they I mean, getting? But, you know, they... so people who go to, you know, these, these restaurants, um, yeah, 90, 96% of them make less than 15 an hour already, uh, according to the National Employment Law Project. I was actually talking to a fast food worker recently, a really nice woman, and she gets under $8 an hour, you know, and they're threatening yeah. to take her house. And she raised up a family. She's a good person, and it's it's bullshit. You know, yeah, it's like these people get demonized. Like some of these, a lot of these people, they didn't they didn't have a, ch- a choice really. You know, it's like oh, the fast food jobs are for young people in college who until they get a real job. Well, a lot of these people are people. This is their job. They might even have two or three of these jobs. Yeah. So I think something could be done to to pay these people more. Well, if if a CEO of this companies can make tens or hundreds of millions of dollars, there's mo- there's money, there's money there. And like Aaron said, scaling back advertising, what is it? The McDonald's and the Catholic Church own the most land in the world. They have the money. Something like yeah. that. They could they, they could that eat, makes sense. They could <laughs> they could afford to pay their workers fifteen dollars an hour. McDonald's owns the most potatoes in the world. And that well nah, next next to Ireland, those. right? And then Keep of course the problem the problem with this is it's the uh, mindset that people get in when you bring it up. So if you say yeah. you're in favor of 
paying people fit well federally mandating it i think is at the heart of the problem yeah right where people really disagree right and, and there are there are some you know um, we're obviously we're not economists or statisticians but i am i'm both oh, of oh those you're both things. of the oh yeah. you that's what you got aaron went to wharton economy you got I your degree in that economy huh? degree yeah. yeah because we know people who did that make more than you know plumbers minored, or whatever yeah he got a minor seventh in, yeah. in what was economics. it rubio said at the debate the other night philosophy majors make less than or welders. Welder. Oh, we welders. We need more welders and less philosophy majors. <laughs> yeah. What an obscure thing to attack. Which was complete bullshit, by the way. Philosophy majors actually make more than welders. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah, because if you got a philosophy, that's like the fucking goofy fucking degree that like a doctor has. You know? Oh, yeah, and I also have a fucking philosopher's degree. I'm a doctor in philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, I got it 40 years ago. I still haven't framed it. So You're a doctor yeah. in blowing wind out of your ass. If you can afford to be taking <laughs> philosophy classes. Yeah. I don't know. I'll take a well. If I know the wilderness man and there's a welder out there, I don't know if he's going to have a welding machine, uh, but I know that guy knows more about survival than some fucking philosophy guy. Chances are he's going to be able to get twigs and berries and trap an animal <laughs> well, I better can, than I someone who you, talks about how to maybe do it. I could tell you how to stay warm, and then the fucking welder's like, you know. He's already building he's a fire. There, he's there shaving with a grizzly bear paw, and he's like, yeah, we'll build this shelter, you know. And what about all the welding philosophers? <laughs> oh, you know, I didn't they're, think they're out there. Oh, yeah. A philosophy right. of welding. Yeah, not wow. to knock, you know, philosophers, because that has its place, too. <laughs> they are bags of shit. We're all, hey, we're philosophers here, so. Philosophers yeah. of poop. Yeah, exactly. We evangelize poop. But, you know, people who do go to the fast food joints, and that's probably most of us. I mean, even doing paleo, I have to admit, I visited McDonald's once, and I ordered just the patties. Mike, Mike. No, hear me out. Uh, hear me out. <laughs> I just got the patties with no ketchup. Just the, just, just the patties. Just a yeah. couple burger patties. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Well, then you really realize what it is you're eating. You're yeah. like, holy shit. It was I desperation, yeah. Just the oh, patties. Because I was at McDonald's jacking their free Wi-Fi. <laughs> so I got hungry. Oh, I had okay. a water and I had three uh, patties. The library has free Wi-Fi too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the library wasn't open. <laughs> Nine o'clock <Yeah>. at night. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it's it's the, uh, like I said, the argument, you know, so if you're for that and you're for the government federally mandating it, then you're talking about government in the hand of government in private business. But then, you know, you turn around and you look at these, these fucking people who make millions, who own the system, who are the oligarchs, who profit the most off of it. You know, and they have their hand in the system. Right. Isn't that you know? a form of friggin' yeah. uh, welfare? Yeah, that's a form. That's corporate welfare. Yeah. You know, keeping them rich and they're, fat they're, so they can have the two townhouses. Right. And... They're the ones who can afford to have the high powered lobbyists and attorneys right. who, who write the laws who bend, and shape the perception. Who bend over Congress and fuck them with their checkbooks. Then, you know, they, they write the laws for their benefit. And the person, the, the batteries of the company, the working stiffs, they get the, you know, shit into the stick. Yeah. It's just a sad cycle. And, and I'm glad that, you know, the, na the national consciousness is starting to come up on this. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It, lo yeah, it looks it's kind of raising the bar. Even if on they it. can, you know, start with twelve dollars and go from there, there are a lot of people who do want to raise it to twelve bucks. Well, Martin O'Malley made a great point. I, I like this what he said in that First in the Nation forum down in South Carolina last week with Rachel Maddow. He said that our economy is not just about money and dollar figures; it's about people. You know, we, and we forget that an economy is actually just people. Yeah, and the and, mindset of what people want to spend their money on. And, yeah, and you know how they get their money and fucking. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it's, it's people. sociology, really. Yeah, going, yeah. Are you sociology majors out there? I am. <laughs> it's it's crazy to think though. I did I read an article the other day that talked about how eventually fast food restaurants are going to become like giant fucking vending machines, and yeah. they're going to phase out machines. People. And it's just going to be people serving the burgers. Yeah, there's just going to so be. I would, I would prefer that actually. There's just going to be an Asian guy with a joystick, like in Japan somewhere, who's controlling mm. McDonald's in like Harlem, you know. 
and they're going to have the the the, the, uh, the the robots are going to be black just so they're representative of yeah. the population. How horrible! <laughs> the drive-through will be like at the bank, and they just have that tube. Yeah, and just shoots, yeah, shoots it's going to be food. even worse than it is now. Ugh. That's why we have to. St- I mean, really, we have to stop eating at places like this, guys. And you know, we're, we're yeah. certainly giving it a college try. And... Well, yeah, the, the fast food is just one occupation looking for the fifteen dollars. Oh, it's retail an hour, too. But, yeah, it's Let's, retail. Talk about retail. We've all yeah. worked. You've worked in retail, right, Aaron? Never. Yeah, you worked at Market Basket. Basket with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we slung food. You know, we, we, we worked at retail grocery stores, and uh, you know that that is a job you do when you're in high school and college. But you know what? There's people who work there for life. Yeah, they support themselves. There are that. some people who are baggers for life as well. Well, hey, look, Market Market Basket's actually a great point, man. Look what they did last summer. Everybody, right? Everybody took up arms, man, and said "fuck you" to the board. You know, we're yeah, not going to the greedy billionaires. Yeah, we're not going to let you screw us over. And uh, what happened there was Arthur T. DeMula was originally the chairman, right? Mike, is that what it was? It was Arthur T. and it was Arthur S. I got my yeah. S, my T's crossed. Okay, I don't so know. Let's just say the, the good Arthur, the Robin, okay. the Robin Hood Arthur, the one who likes to support the... The one the employees like. Yeah. They had fucking rallies in the parking the, the lot. The board oust, ousted him, right? right. Yeah. They voted his, him out. His cousin, along with a couple members of the board... Right, voted to oust him because yeah, like maybe they didn't get like you know they wanted to get like three more million dollars or something. They're both both billionaires. And they wanted to strip some of the workers' um, benefits, right, and, and shit like that. Collect. They wanted to raise prices on goods, and they wanted to take away benefits and, and bonuses and shit like that. Right, right. And, so and market and you know say what you will about Market Basket, I think that's a great company. I mean, hey, I work there. there. I still shop there, man. I, I see people there that I worked with ten, you know, twelve years ago, and it's like you know. It's a big chain, but it also has that small town feel good, almost ma and pa. Yeah, oh, Demulas is great. So that was an instance where you saw the workers, and then you know you got middle management involved, and then you got managers. Everyone got involved and said, you know, fuck you to the board. We're going to do something about this. And so they really did. Man. It can happen. We saw it happen here in our community. I remember going in, and there were just the em- empty aisle. Oh, Half oh, the yeah. store it was like, empty. It looked like it fucking was, North Korea was in there. Weird. <laughs> it was, it was like the, yeah, the first quarter of a zombie apocalypse. That's yeah. what the shelves yep. look like. Oh, yep. So good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that, and uh, why not give people fifteen dollars an hour? You know. Hey, I don't know, man. You know, it's something's got to be done. I mean, you know, the whole idea of our economic system really is just a mindset. The Federal Reserve is just a state of mind. It's monopoly know? money. Yeah. It's a belief system. Our money system is just a belief system. You know, I could have this I could have this, you know, rock right here and say this rock is worth, you know, ten hours of your labor. Here, take this rock. Well and the thing is we overpay for that shit anyways, like McDonald's food and a lot of the retail stuff. Even though cheap labor provides the retail end of it, um, but for the point on McDonald's, you're overpaying for this this awful sludge to, mm. to basically poisons yourself. Yeah, they're yeah. not trying to make less money. Go to the market and get <laughs> you know, get a fucking pound of you know eighty five ninety percent lean grass fed hamburger. Yeah. Yeah, make yourself a fucking hamburger. <laughs> you know, Jesus, that's what we're trying to do, man. It's all about reprogramming your what you've been kind of set on your whole life. Yeah, you got trained. You got to scrape and, off the corporate plaque that's on your brain. Yeah, from day and, one, man. And that's part you know? of this paleo we thing have that we've been doing. You know, it's uh, it makes you really think about where your food comes from. Who you know, who prepares it, what went into it, and what yeah. the co- what the costs are. What you're actually putting into your body and what it's doing to your body. You know, people don't even think about that when they take a bite of whatever they're eating or whatever soda they're drinking. I haven't had a soda since October twelfth. Wow. So that's uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow's a full month. I've been eating paleo and uh, off the sugar and off the carbs. And I just, I feel so good, man. I was so addicted to Coke. Like in the morning, man, I'd have a, I'd have a Coke. You'd see me at work. Yeah. <laughs> a Coke and then a, a Dunkin' Donuts coffee with four creams and four sugars. That's terrible when I think about no, it. No, that's god awful. Yeah, oh, you're looking good so too, bad. man. I can see it in your face and your, your guts. In yeah, and, everything's. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah everything everything's it's coming along. You're so. probably down over 20 pounds. Yeah, I'm in the 20s at this point. I'm going to do a month weigh-in tomorrow. I'm right at so. 20. I'm down about 20 myself since I started. Yeah, so we're look we're basically we've lost almost a whole midget right. between the two of us, <laughs> right? You know. So yeah, it's going really well. I, I recommend people look into the paleo diet and Dr. Cordain and uh, read up about the science that that guy has researched and. Uh, you know, it's it's a real straightforward forward way to eat, and you can still eat all food that tastes really good and is it is good and is healthy for you. Yeah, look what we had tonight, man. We had a couple of eggs and olive oil and uh, and a sweet potato, pepper and a sweet potato, and with so, olive oil on it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Cold water. Yeah, feeling good. So I know I mentioned drugs earlier. Um, this is I don't know. I just saw the story. This thing just jumped out at me, Aaron, because of the balls on this guy. Uh, a guy who was a chef at the federal prison up in Berlin, New Hampshire. Uh, he <laughs> he attempted to bring in sixty seven thousand dollars worth of drugs in oh. into the into the prison. Well, might as well. What was he there for? Yeah, no, no, he worked for the prison. He, oh, he really? He was like a resident chef. He's a, oh, oh, he's the chef. Yeah, it oh. says chef busted for trying to bring drugs into New Hampshire prison. He's the connect. The New Hampshire, <laughs> the yeah, New Hampshire Department of Corrections has arrested an employee for allegedly attempting to bring tens of thousands of dollars worth of drugs into the state prison in Berlin. Charles Hansen, 49, of North Woodstock, so we have a Woodstock in New Hampshire, was arrested on November 12th and charged with delivery of articles to prisoners, which is a felony. According to state police, the New Hampshire Department of Corrections said the New Hampshire State Police arrested Hansen after a lengthy investigation. The Department of Corrections received information that Hansen, who is employed as a chef, so he's a chef, was bringing contraband into the northern New Hampshire Correctional Facility located in Berlin, according to Gary Prince of Troop F of the New Hampshire State Police. The investigation in this matter is ongoing and more arrests may be forthcoming. See, he so, felt like he had to do this because he's not getting paid enough. He I'm should think, be getting 15 an hour and he wouldn't have to sell drugs. More involved, maybe there was a dishwasher involved too oh, at the prison. Been, yeah. And uh, Hansen was arrested while attempting to bring a large amount of controlled drugs to inmates. And they said the value is more than 67 grand. So, and you, you don't start at 67 grand either. That's not the first Ooh. fucking time. He didn't just Ooh. decide. He's the to, Heisenberg dude yeah. in that racket. Yeah, yeah man. So that means that, that means he's got some kind of serious connect going on on the outside. What kind of drug? What drugs did they, they just say? Controlled substance. It could so, have been marijuana, right? Yeah, and, it's probably some pot, maybe some coke. You know, a little bit pills, of crank, maybe. snort, a blow, bit everything, pills. probably. Yeah, Take whatever you can fucking get yeah. when you're in jail. When you're living in that fucking place, yeah, yeah you, you want to OD on something, <laughs> right? Something to but take your mind. It's off just it. you know, you you always hear, you know, it's always a thing. Oh, there's oh, there's drugs in prison. We know about it. Well, you know, here's how it's brought in. It's obviously brought in by people who are employees of the system, and the system is so fucked, man. Our our prison system is disgusting. You know, it's really just a factory. It's it's a human. Fa it's a it's a uh, it's an an, it's an animal factory like that movie Mike with Rourke. Oh yeah, come down and eat my pushing. Yeah, Steve Buscemi directed that movie Animal Factory. If you guys haven't seen that, check that one out. It's uh, did you see it, Low Harvest? One no. of the better prison no. movies. Yeah, uh, it got under. It was a little bit overshadowed I mean, by Shawshank Redemption. They got Danny Trejo in it because he was just finishing up a real stint. So he's like, I'm mean, I'll stay in the next two months, man, for the movie. That's fine. <laughs> but um, you know, I don't know. We got. We got almost three million people locked up in the United States. Is it three? I thought it was two, or two. It's like two, it's two and a half, three it, million. Yeah, it's that. And, and something. Oh, like, okay. We're splitting hairs. Yeah, far, settle. Far more than half of them are in there for drugs. It's you know, a sad state of it's affairs. Stupid. And it's a for-profit enterprise. It's stupid. Just like everything else. Yeah. So you know. we, we need to change that system and deal with drugs as a you know health epidemic, like my friggin' Coca-Cola and cheeseburger habit. You know. Yeah. 
So are we going to do another story or are we going to run to break? How are we doing, Oswald? Oh, speaking uh, of... I got 10 minutes. Speaking right. of prisons, did you guys hear Phil Collins is coming back out of retirement? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, Phil Collins. He Yay. was... Re- he, he was re- <laughs> <laughs> Here's what he said. I, oh. I am no longer retired. This is a Rolling Stone article. Yeah, he um, had to announce it because no one else fucking picked up on it. <laughs> Phil Collins hasn't released an album of new material since 2002. Since um, Reagan was president. <laughs> and he did He did his fir- uh, first farewell tour, which we actually went, we went first, to. first. Oh, God. Here see, that's, go. that's the thing that gets me. This, yeah. is, this is what gets me. Like We showed out to go see him because it's like, oh, Phil right. Collins, he's retiring. You yeah, don't... he should do the next tour for free. Right, I want a refund. So much, yeah. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and, he, yeah. And, he, and he was going to, you know, so he, he did that back in at that time, and we saw him in like 2004, I think. Yeah. And you know what? It was actually a really good show. It was a really good show, man. He's an incredible drummer. I mean, oh, I'm sure that, it's great. That's the thing. Phil Collins is a phenomenal drummer. People poo-poo the guy, and he gets shit on a lot, but... Dude, Genesis is a phenomenal band. I just, I just hated how he had himself on every album cover, like his big bald head on the <laughs> fucking cover. You know what always got me was the video with like the really creepy puppets. Yeah, Remember that one. I actually, I kind of like that. I it's like good, that. but it's kind of scary. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a big bald head. You know, right, the end of the like night, you're, you're mopping up the floors at Market Basket. Hold on, my heart. <laughs> Try to be patient. I mean, it's a great song. Hold on. A lot of great songs. Um, but basically, I guess he had young kids who are now 10 and 14, and they want to know what their dad does. They want to see their dad in action on the job. Daddy sure bangs the do. drums and then bangs hot supermodels, okay. all five foot three inches of them. But he had, you know, he had like health issues and stuff. Didn't he have um, like uh, the bone problems or something? Yeah, he had, he had like a, a sciatic nerve issue that, you know, was going on. So his medical issues date back to 2000 when he almost lost all the hearing in his left ear. And he basically, like, when he did the drumming in the 2007 Genesis reunion, uh, he had a dislocated vertebra on his neck Ooh. that caused nerve damage all the way to his hands. That sucks. And as a drummer, I can say, like, there, there are times, I've been drumming for probably uh, 15, 16 years. Mm. There's times where, like, you both your hands kind of like you feel your bones like rattle. Going numb. Yeah. It's, it's hard to it's hard to explain. No, like, I I understand. I kind of get you. Like I, I took a hiatus from drumming um, during college. I, I wasn't in any band, and then I, I joined Northern Stone in two thousand eight. So like the first half of college, you you weren't, you weren't drumming, right? I, no, yeah, I took like a couple from the years. end of high school. Yeah, from two thousand five to two thousand eight, I probably played the drums a handful of times for. Uh, you know the talent shows at Franklin Pierce where we got together with uh, oh yeah a friend and that was like once a year so I wasn't really drumming anymore and so I, I I went to play with with these guys who I've been in the band with now since 2008 and after playing drums for that first time uh, and I hadn't played in like three years I had to call in to work the next day I was like really my ar- my really? hands and arms were so sore yeah yeah this is when I worked at Keene State I actually called out of work the next day so wow. I can kind of kind of sympathize sympathize with phil collins but um and he actually still can't drum just yet the doc- how old is he uh he's probably 64 yeah he's in his early 60s doctors haven't cleared it yet yeah the doctor said he's he's um you know he's got to do some some more practice <coughs> he's got to uh you know do a little um you know yeah, the doctor said he needs to practice drums yeah, well, yeah, slowly. he's gotta he's gotta come back yeah, into he's it he's gotta, so he's gotta re- just imagine the doctor like behind his shoulder like that's not right phil yeah he's like your form is wrong so he's Fuck just, yeah. <laughs> so he said he's gonna go up there and sing and play piano and uh get back out there and there's fan- obviously news of his return is uh genesis fans are hoping that the band will re- return but phil collins is non-committal saying let's start with the solo bit first I love those guys, but I would just prefer to do this tour for now. Let's see how it goes. Genesis, that's him and Peter Gabriel, right? Exactly. 
So yeah, the, we're talking about Salisbury Hill, right? The Peter Gabriel lineup hasn't uh, played since uh, 82. Wow. And they haven't Jesus. toured since 75. So that's 40 years. What has he been doing? Freaking enjoying revenue from Salisbury Hill. <laughs> John Cusack's holding up the other boom box. Fucking. She's so popular. What was that one? Sledgehammer? No. She's so popular. Mike, the harvest. What was that one called? Is that Peter Gabriel? I, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. To draw a crowd, Mike. Do the. Uh, you know what's cool too about Phil Collins is that he he's a like Alamo enthusiast. He has like an Alamo museum. So oh, yeah, I remember little, you little saying bit that. Of trivia there. Do the uh, air tonight drum friggin' breakout. I remember. I remember. How could I remember again? It's the first time. The last time. I <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so Phil Collins is back. We're excited. Can't wait to see you. Yeah. You'll be in my heart from a Tarzan. You that is actually a really good song. You'll be in my fart. Oh, God. Tarzan? The I'll be Disney waiting. It's, like, it's a great Remember soundtrack. Remember the Tarzan soundtrack? Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I was a grown man at that point, I think, when that movie came out. like 12. No, I was definitely a teenager. Maybe we were in high school. Yeah, well, yeah. It used to actually, come when I washed dishes at the end. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the thing too about Phil Collins' I'd, music. I'd be washing dishes, and Phil Collins would come up, and my best friend, I was my best man at his wedding. He actually works at the federal prison in Berlin, New Hampshire. He would he'd crank up Phil Collins when it was like a slow like love song, and he'd come up behind me and put his arms around me, and we'd sway. Mm-hmm. And then the owner, the kitchen manager, would just walk by and just go, "Yeah, that makes sense." Mm-hmm. So we had some nice moments, like tender. Really Phil tender. Collins, anyone listening out there has a Phil Collins story, so. Yeah. Aaron's shaking his head. No, I don't believe that. Yeah, what's that, what's that song? I really, really, my favorite song by him is, uh, Hold on the Heart. Yeah, yeah that's that a good one. one. That's a great song. Yeah, he's actually got a lot of good songs. I'm going to be revisiting them probably this weekend. Yeah, I like that. Well, we'll take a quick break, and uh, we got more Jackman Radio coming at you. Don't go anywhere. We have a Starbucks nearby. We got that one in Keene. I, I never go to Starbucks. That place sucks. They're, they're coffee. I like Starbucks. They're, yeah. Better than Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. It's way better than Dunkin' Donuts. Co- Starbucks coffee is fucking burnt. It's like you're drinking liquefied shit. 
Yeah, yeah but then Dunkin' Donuts is like watery. Like it's just you know, like I'll, you add a cup I'll, of water to that. a cup of coffee. I'll concede that, Mike. He's not wrong. Well, you coffee drinkers, you know, talks amongst yourselves. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. So I'm on my own little, you know, I'm on my mountaintop here. Oh, you're on your little Nick Cage mountaintop where you play a cup of tea. Huh? Yeah, I play a tea bag. <laughs> <laughs> coffee free, cage free. You know? <clears throat> the whole controversy. I don't even think there is a controversy no, here. And I think Starbucks, great Starbucks hired some people in there. The people in, who do marketing for Starbucks are brilliant. These I want these people on my campaign. They're very successful. Basically created outrage out of nothing and have turned it into a billion-dollar platform. Well, it's, I thought it was early this year, too, because the whole uh, feigned outrage about the war on Christmas, I thought that started a little bit too early. It's yeah. just a non-topic. Yeah. Like, it's... there's nothing to fucking talk about. What is even there? Yeah. Really? You know? Who cares it's, about their cup? Well, what? what is it? The cups are red, and they don't. They say happy. They say happy holidays on them, or they have. I don't, dude, I don't even. Do they know, have man. images of well, Christ being just, fisted? They've changed. Yeah, right. Right. They've changed from last. <laughs> but who, who remembers what the cup used to look like last uh, year? You know, you know? Like people someone who, noticed. People who could memorize the fucking yeah. Bible who were freaky like that. You know. I don't, I don't know what I honestly I haven't really paid any attention to this fucking Dude, story. And just because the news I'm says to, that I'm trying to ignore it, Aaron. I just because really the news says that it's an that people are outraged doesn't mean people are outraged. That's true. Like, I've talked. I have talked to one person this week, and no one has said to me, "Hey, how about them?" Like this is the first time I've talked with anyone about it this week is with you guys right here. Yeah. Well, I don't and know. It's been, it's, people are outraged. We need to petition the White House to get Ron Jeremy on the cups. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like all, the, all the people, all the Muslims who are upset that Prophet was depicted in cartoon form, I think Christians are upset that Ron Jeremy's on the Starbucks coffee right. cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... It's it's a meme right now, Aaron. I think it's they should have picture. They should have a camera. You know how like uh, in amusement parks when you go down the roller coaster, they take a picture of you. They should take a picture of you in lo- the line at Starbucks, and, and then just put it on you. Instead of writing your name, they I just like put your picture. that goes on your cup. <laughs> put your picture on your cup. Yeah. yeah I mean, look, when I'm president, <laughs> we're, we're going to say Merry Christmas. It's like a gluttonous we're use not- of technology. Oh, it's horrible. It's so <laughs> wasteful. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to say Merry Christmas, and we're going to be great again. And part of us not being great is that we can't say Merry Christmas anymore. <laughs> Are you going to walk around forcing people to say Merry Christmas? <sighs> it's bad. You know, horseshit. It is a bunch of horseshit. First man. of all, and Christmas just, is a bunch of horseshit. And this part of the year is just so great. People oh, are so mental. Fucked. I just can't even... It, it's hard to fathom. And, and, and another thing that goes hand, hand in hand with this bullshit, this fucking war on Christmas nonsense, is Black Friday. You know? All these crazy people who are coming I, out. I say colored Friday. And Yo, man, that racist. Black, Black Friday is matter. All right? Black Friday is matter. <laughs> right, like, why like is it called Black Friday? Like, like when Hillary or Biden know. would speak in front of an all-black audience and, like, put on the accent. Oh, God. Remember when Hillary did that? Hillary was like, you know, it's like working on a cotton field, and you know what I'm talking about. Oh, have you ever, ever seen that, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Worthy, dude. The like, one, yeah, the, and then there's one where it's like she blacks it all up. She, yeah, she, that's, like, oh, that's she, what I'm saying. What, she, go, she goes full wire? or we, we, <laughs> We've come too far. to yeah. Dude, it's like, we the, it's horrendous. To, yeah, it's so it's bad. It's so horrendous. But that comment, I'm like, and you know what I mean. Yeah, she's like, you know what I mean. Then you got Joe Biden. And he's like, you can't go to a Dunkin' Donuts or 7-Eleven in Delaware without hearing a slight Indian accent. I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> and you God know, Barack Obama, he's black, he's young, he's articulate, he's clean. Yeah, you he, know? Did, he did say that. <sighs> yeah, Go to YouTube, guys, and just you can pull up all these clips. Yeah, okay? these, these are great. And they're very infinitely entertaining. But they are. anyways, uh, the uh, retail outlet REI is opting out of Black Friday, which I think is actually a really cool thing. 
Um, they're getting they're Who? getting good press. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we're talking about them. That's why they did it. <laughs> Who the fuck is REI? Well, no, I, REI. We actually, I think my dad used to shop there. He does still. They actually have good quality clothes. They got good never quality heard. shit. Yeah, REI is good. It's like any, an outdoorsy. Is Hampshire? it anything like the Ocean State Job Lot? Oh, way better way than better Ocean State <laughs> Job. Although you can get seltzer Ocean pretty cheap. Ocean State Job Lot's like a third world country yeah. compared to REI. It's the Mexican Walmart. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, REI is like a good like outdoorsy type place, and okay. they have good quality okay. clothing and shoes and, and crunchy people shop there. Like yeah, outdoorsy. Type you know, people, people who have kayaks on top of their Subaru. Yeah. The, you know, they're great. They're good people. Yeah, right. I love the Subarus. Yeah, the Subarus are good people. <laughs> But REI is saying no to Black Friday, and they're telling people instead to go outside. And that's like the nice way of them basically saying to Black Friday, you know, fuck off. Yeah. Like we don't, want, we don't want to be a part of the nonsense. I, 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 every year I look at the statistics of the people that get trampled. I was just about to bring this up. And, you know, it rises every year. More people get trampled every year. Not only do they rise, my smile rises right, too right, in right. correlation with right. that. I mean, it wraps I, right around my oh, face. I mean, I would laugh my ass off when yeah. I heard about all those idiots that go to Mecca and like 700 of them got yeah, trampled yeah, yeah. to death. It's so good. It's like when animals attack, like yeah. the, the elephant fucking turns on everyone starts flipping over cars you know that's the best yeah no it's so good man i mean really i just i'm sad i just hear oh only 20 people died that's it oh, why wasn't oh, it 200 oh, yeah Let's you know get those numbers up darwinism man is it works yeah your life is really worth 50 dollars off that flat screen worth that I mean, plasma your life is worth that you know and the tv gets crushed so your next of kin can't even get it yeah. right you know, your, your, right. your head's crushed your tv's crushed yeah, and, and what's the meme, Mike? Spend $300 to save uh, $10 on a TV or something? Yeah, a tent. Uh, buys an $800 tent to save 50 bucks on a flat screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like them in their tent parked outside well, the place. There's there's something to that, man, with REI. I mean, you know, you're looking at a company that probably has some significant suction in that market and with retailers, and yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're taking a stand, and I, I think that's, that's good. Yeah. That's to show that we shouldn't be so materialistic and infatuated with consuming and buying a bunch of useless shit from China that you know doesn't even work in six months. And, you know, and there are other <clears throat> brick-and-mortar places. There's a, a couple of chains in England that are following suit. But, uh, you know, the thing is, honestly, like, you don't even have to leave your living room on Black Friday. You go to Amazon well, that, or, or... Dude, I hope internet just, like wipes out decimates. stores you know oh, not, not the store we need yeah. the space give me the amazon you know? drone yeah. yeah you know give me the amazon drone that's what we'd be using our drones for yeah they drop toilets and water and ron jeremy movies yeah oh my god instead of bombs on a, a wedding in uh you know kandahar or somewhere in pakistan drop a uh you know drop a, the complete star wars before December right. 18th of right. next month, so you can get caught up. Mm -hmm. Wow, can't Which, wait for that. Guys, can we, can we just say, next month we have a brand new Star Wars movie coming out. Oh my goodness. How good goodness. does it feel to say that and hear that? Princess Leia. I heard she's not going to be called Princess Leia in the movie. General Leia. Oh, is, is that what is it what is? what I've heard, yeah. Really? I, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Do you think she banged Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and C-3PO? <laughs> I think she banged the midget inside her 2 d 2 That's his name, Kenny Daniels. <laughs> I heard he was really him and no Anthony Daniels was the tall one C three PO R two D two Kenny Baker was R two D two I heard they didn't get along really yeah the actors they're like the Lennon McCartney of the galaxy <laughs> Android four <laughs> oh oh Master Luke oh it was the worst thing ever I was watching Princess Leia change <laughs> General Leia now yeah so dude I totally think the black uh, stormtrooper is um. Uh, Lando's son with Leia. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's a possibility. Where else did he come from? Lando was the only black dude who saw in the original Star Wars. That's true. Do you remember any other black people in there, Aaron? Um, no. In the original Star Wars? I don't remember. I mean... Yeah. 
And, you know, they're being very coy with the teasers and with the promotional material. And I think they've done a great job. They're actually doing a good job. They haven't given away too much. You know when you watch a, a fucking trailer? Yeah, it like gives Terminator a, Genesis. It gives away the entire, like, twist yeah. and plot of the they whole movie. They ruin, like, the one interesting most thing about trailers that movie. these days. Yeah, yeah, so they've been very... You know, the movie and tra- the sound and trailers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> coming this fall. <laughs> An invasion nobody saw coming. <laughs> A transformer copulating on the moon. Also, Skrillex's new album. <laughs> Starring Mark Wahlberg. I couldn't do anything else. You know, they just they gave me so much money to run around from all these Hasbro toys. I didn't know what to do. You know, I just took the paycheck and I just said, you know, fuck it. Oh, oh my god, it's a transformer. Oh my god. Yeah, and he just covered the transformer. Anyways, this is the movie event of 2015. Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. So excited! And you know what was really, really great story, and, and this, this is good press for them. But this is also just a great thing. They gave that guy cancer. There was a guy. <laughs> Man, you, ruined... you spoiled it. There was a guy, poor guy, thirty-two years old, dying of cancer, and this past summer was given a couple months to live, and um, there was a campaign that started to get him to watch the movie early because he wasn't going to live long enough to see the that final. Was started who by George Lucas? <laughs> George really? Lucas started All the right, campaign. I'm in. I'm in with oh, this. Man, no, no, let's just feel good. Sorry, and, uh, sorry. I'm you being know, an he's <laughs> so Mark Hamill endorsed it. Um, uh, several of the new cast members endorsed it. They got it going on Twitter. J.J. Abrams called him, showed up the next day, brought the film, an unfinished version, you know, but pr- pretty rough. Pretty rough. Mm. They're probably there. <clears throat> I mean, it's probably there. And showed it to him, and he died five days later. Would it be great if he leaked it? Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, did he have to sign? Like, no. Some... Well, no. What happened was they realized the thing was in remission, but J.J. Abrams killed him because he didn't want to leak the plot. Yeah, yeah. He killed yeah, him House of Cards style, yeah. like yeah. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. He just he put him, him out... in front of a Tie Fighter. <laughs> put him out with, he put him out with a pillow. This kid never existed. Yeah, yeah. So this was a whole. Yeah. That's a feel good story. Though. No, it is. You that's know? great. I mean, imagine that you're like you die hard. This is your favorite film of all time, and you have fucking cancer. You're probably not going to live to see it. You're not going to make it to December. I hate feel-good stories. Yeah, just let it flow through you. I need the news yeah. to tell me when to feel Fucking good. Stanhope over there hates that shit. Yeah. Just let the. <laughs> Did let you the hear Stanhope stop some dude from killing himself in Scotland? Really? Yeah, he was I touring. Didn't hear he that. was touring over there, and after one of his sets. Some guy was on a bridge. He was ready to jump off the bridge. No fucking way. And Stanhope went over and talked the dude down. Fucking crazy. Do you believe that? What if he fucking. Per- Periscope did her fucking. I would have expected Stanhope to do the opposite. Yeah, that's kind of out of character yeah, for Stanhope. Fucking jump, man! When did he become like you know this movie hard suicide line? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, well, well, we don't know what he said to the guy. Like he could have just talked to the guy. You know, he couldn't. Yeah. You know, who knows? Because hey, I'll give you tickets to, to my next show. Yeah. Oh, well, then yeah. he should have killed himself. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. And then no. After <laughs> that, like I told come. you, Aaron, I tw- I tweeted at Stanhope trying to get him on our podcast. Right. I right. said. I said, uh, dog, when, when can we uh, have you on Jackman Radio? And he said, next time you're in Brisbee, mm-hmm. Brisbee, Arizona. So I think maybe, Aaron, before you move out west. That would be cool. Or, I mean, even when I'm out there, it'd be closer, closer drive for me. Road trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, could, we could meet up and do a destination recording reunion of mm. Jackman Radio with Stan Hope, La Harvest, and enough psychedelics to choke a mule. Right. That would be something. That'd be wild to hang out with Stan Hope. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he's one of my heroes. Yeah, he'd hate to hear that though. No, yeah, he's only. It's like I'm just a drunk asshole. I'm like, I'm going to be your hero, you know. Speaking of psychedelics, uh, you were talking about um, there was a new study or there was a new kind of health 
Yeah. Because we're always talking about, you know, healthy things. Yeah. Current studies on addiction, anxiety, and depression are exploring the benefits of psilocybin in a variety of popular party drugs as possible therapies. I like that. Magic mushrooms. While pot has attracted most of the headlines on the issue of drugs as medicine, awareness seems to be, shall we say, a mushrooming on the potential healing benefits of psilocybin and similar psychedelic drugs. Experimental research on psilocybin, the active compound responsible for the magic in magic mushrooms, suggests it has potential for treating alcohol and tobacco addictions, obsessive compulsive disorder, and end-of-life anxiety. Hmm. <sighs> um, Excuse you. What else? <clears throat> yeah. So this is just basically saying they're testing this stuff out on a lot of uh, veterans who served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Or people who have experienced, like, serious trauma in their life and they've just gotten addicted to, like, heroin and other heavy drugs. And some some said that they've used it and it's helped them get off heroin. Right. It's helped them uh, curb their depression. It's helped them manage their anxiety. You know, they do that like, with uh, Ibogaine, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they go out. They that, have to, you have to go to Mexico to do it. Yeah, you got to go way that. in the bush. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, like, Trump tree store. bark brew, right, that it's they like grew a, up? It's like a root or, yeah. or something like that. And they, they extract shit from a root and you right. just... You just fucking trip ball. It's like the worst fuck trip it's, you've ever had for like oh, three days. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the worst like seventy two hours yeah. of your existence. <laughs> but then, but also the know, best. They well, they say like yeah. You, then there's there's cases where you know people never fucking did heroin. They again. don't shoot up ever again. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they did it. They really just kicks your ass yeah. so fucking. It just breaks the addiction it, it, down. Yeah, like, it, it, it breaks it, you down. Yeah, like as a as an entity. Totally like resets your whole body like yeah. chemistry and yeah. Like, it looked like. From from a guy who did it, a Vice did a whole thing on yeah, it. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. Cool. That's the one I watched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you okay? Yeah. So we watched that together. Yeah. Dude, that guy that did a lot look like fun. No, no, no. It was the most. Yeah. Were they getting the demons out? But you know what? It was going to be death. Or so yeah. the guy was like, "I'll try it." You know, because I'm at the end of my rope. I'm shooting up in fucking bathrooms and yeah. subways and shit yeah, like was that. In a rough place. He was yeah. So he tried it, man, and literally yeah. just walking around with a puke bucket for like three days oh, yeah. just no, like to, constantly oh, yeah. to be in throwing it, up what's it called whole I, face was melting yeah oh. I, Ibogaine yeah Ibogaine Ibogaine puke tech that'd be quite a job yeah that's a job well they mix it up and they put it in like some bowl and then they you know it's like one of those big GNC drinks you know you, you have to fucking take before, so you want to pass your right, fucking drug GNC interview drink. you know <laughs> that's so true um, yeah so there was some other cool stuff in this piece it said um uh, a former addict said that I didn't have the same impulses after taking mushrooms. He had struggled with a heroin addiction for two years, and he's now a physical trainer with impressively chiseled biceps. His name is Phil, says that he tried psychedelics as a teenager, but moved on to the harder stuff, and opiates seemed like an immediate cure for my depression. Well, yeah. yeah it'll be an immediate cure for breathing. And um, he says his he had difficult childhood trauma as a refugee. It affected his mental health. And whenever he tried to kick the heroin habit, he would relapse shortly. So it said as he got more into the music scene, he began taking mushrooms recreationally and noticed a change. He says the psychedelic mushrooms reawakened his spirit and his desires to use heroin or other drugs abated for up to three months after his trips. Phil's been clean from heroin for over five years now. Wow, good for him. So, you know, if you're looking at, if you're doing it like once every three months, you know, doing it a few times a year, it seems like it can, can help people with this stuff. Yeah, and, and you know? they're doing controlled uh, testing, I think, in you know laboratories with uh, patients with psilocybin to see. Yes, how they've always kind of done that. I mean, I would imagine. Like... Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It says uh, a psilocybin study group at Johns Hopkins University outlined special guidelines for reducing the risk of bad trips. 
we've all seen people on bad trips. Oh yeah, not fun. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. When you see someone freak out, you're like, what did this person take? Yeah, and it says uh, they don't want to have participants who have a family history of psychiatric disorders, and they want to ensure a safe physical environment. It just goes back to what Timothy Leary said 50 years ago: set and setting. You know, have you heard of that, Aaron? Mm, no. If you're going to take psychedelics. Oh, all right. Uh, have control over your environment. Yeah, that's See, uh, I mean, this, yeah. 101. Yeah. This is 101 for right. psych explorers. It's but, common sense, really. Well, exactly. It's a common sense thing. Be, be in a setting that is familiar, safe, loving, warm, kind, non-threatening, and be around people who you love and you know and you trust. The reason people freak out is because they use something powerful like psilocybin in uh, in a bad bad set and setting. Yeah, or they're mixing shit or fucking. Yeah, they're doing like know, coke with it, or or like their girlfriend just broke up with them and they Mike. take fucking you know an eighth. It's like yeah, you're not gonna have a good time, buddy. Mike, <laughs> fucking eighth. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to be in a good mindset before you do it. Right. And uh, so yeah, I think uh, you know we need to keep looking into psychedelics. I think there's definitely a place for them in our society. And uh, the stigma, I think, is going away. I mean, obviously, the mar marijuana legalization is helping with that. You know, now that they're going to consider rescheduling that, and uh, it's being legalized in many states, uh, we got to look at psychedelics kind of with that same lens. Because uh, the, it mentioned end of life. Um, BBC did a great special on uh, terminally ill cancer patients who did um, uh, LSD and uh, mushrooms at the end of their life while they were dying with cancer mm. and it put them completely at ease yeah man I, if I was dying I would definitely I'd be tripping all the time yeah just you know take some mushrooms and be, be okay with everything yeah I think you're right the first threat is going to be the marijuana thing and it's still though politicians are dragging their friggin feet on this I mean even most of the democratic uh, you know yeah. people are like well we need to do more research yeah, we need, well, we need, they're do, they've already they've done the research decades of research yeah exactly so what, what, this is coming into the mainstream and, and I mean, Jesse Ventura would say ever listen to any of the Beatles they were tripping sack when they wrote all that that's some of the greatest music man's ever made <laughs> you know they were on something and it's true and uh, you're right the research is out there and um, you know I think there's a lot to gain from this and the stigma around it, I think, is, is disappearing. And maybe, you know, I, I always, when I used to do a little bit of stand-up, I had a whole routine about if I was Secretary of State, I would travel with mushrooms to other countries, you know, especially hostile nations. Yeah, like Iran. Imagine, like, John Kerry doing mushrooms with, like, one of the mullahs or, you know, one of the one of the fucking uh, ayatollahs in Iran. Just That'd be great. They're just laughing their ass off over everything and realizing how stupid everything is. You know? don't, don't worry, we won't buy the, we won't sell those nukes to a black market terrorist. <laughs> yeah, don't but, worry about it. <laughs> that is foolish. Yeah, that is, we're going to have mushroom fields. And of course, Hunter S. Thompson ran as the peyote candidate when he ran for uh, mayor out in Denver, Colorado. Or sheriff, or yeah, oh, one of those obscure offices, something like that. <laughs> like he dog was, catcher. Like he was the fucking peyote candidate. Like that was his platform. It's freaking excellent. He got a lot of votes. Yeah, he did actually. He got a lot of votes. Not enough to to put him over the top, but no. Another guy running who we're, we're hoping is, you know, is, is Ted Cruz. I mean, you know, oh, God yeah. love him. One of our favorites. And Ugh. Ted just uh, recently said, and, and this, you know, this made me throw up my mouth just a little bit. He said that any president who doesn't begin every day on his knees isn't fit to be commander in chief of this nation. Now, taken out of context, that could, you know. And Bill Clinton said, wait, wait, you mean every intern who doesn't start their day on their knees. Well, what's has Ted no, talking about? No, uh, is, he, is he, yeah, is he talking about shin pads, you know? Joe Rogan thinks he's, he's gay. 
like straight yeah. up. He thinks he's gay because he harps on so much about uh, gay people. Yeah, and he's like, there's usually something there. He, he's like, people who go on and on yeah. about gay are either really stupid or be secretly love the taste of dicks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like they're scared they like it. Yeah. Or, yeah, there's something there. Yeah. So basically, Ted Cruz is just hating on atheists big time. He doesn't think an atheist could ever be president. Although we and we've talked about this in the past. Yeah. I think we've already had a couple already of atheist atheists presidents in the White House. Man, there's there's some interesting polls and statistics and and uh, stuff out here, and I think. This was from um, the Christian Science Monitor, which is a pretty good publication. They said, um, you know, a Pew study found that while 10% of Americans would be unhappy if a family member married someone of a different political persuasion, and about 30% would be unhappy with a gun owner-in-law, nearly 50% said they'd be unhappy if a family member married an atheist. Oh, really? In fact, one study found Americans regarded atheists as less trustworthy than rapists. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't, would what? High Times do that one? Was that a High Times study? Where, I don't know if I believe that. Where, that was the Bill Cosby study. Where did yeah. they do this? In fucking Kansas? Yeah. You know? It's it's a Pew, Pew study. You know. So wait, people would trust uh, a known rapist over an atheist? That's what it says. Like, It's a bias that appears to be widespread and largely unchallenged. As psychology today points out, academic studies have demonstrated that atheist patients are given lower priority on organ donation lists, and atheist parents are more likely to be denied custody rights after a divorce. It is illegal for an atheist to hold public office in seven states, and they cannot testify as a witness on trial in Arkansas. I mean, that, so, that doesn't surprise so me. Some, able, of, some of that stuff, though, there's no way to prove yeah. that you were denied they aren't allowed a kidney because like you know there's no way to prove that that was the reason they didn't give you don't a give kidney. me that atheist kidney yeah. man yeah he doesn't believe in i want that jesus kidney he doesn't believe in our celestial dictator they're not allowed in the boy scouts no loss there. i know i love that one oh, fuck you <laughs> fuck your boy scouts right. yeah diddlers are okay shit. though in the boy scouts yeah. oh wait you're an atheist nope oh you you uh rape boys come on in humanist chaplains are barred from serving in the nation's military also so severe easy out is the stigma that's <laughs> yeah. been dubbed secular phobia that's a thing apparently oh, Jesus. and many atheists describe identifying as non-believers as coming out it's like ventura said on the show the other it's night. like when the gay the gays the way he called them the gays mm. <laughs> it's like oh this guy was born in the 50s yeah he gets a pass so why are atheists so unpopular in a culture in which religiosity remains for many synonymous with morality atheism is regarded by many americans as immoral so another 2014 Pew Research study found that more than half of Americans, 53%, believe that, that believe that belief in God is essential to morality. That's an old argument that you always hear, you yeah. know, about it. And I'm at the point now where, you know, I just, uh, obviously when I was younger, I, 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 had, I was more fired up about it. But, you know, people believe what they're going to believe, man. And I don't, have, I don't have a problem with people believing or not believing in anything. And I, I just, I don't get fired up over it anymore. You would think much. In, in the White House, like the president especially, you'd think you'd want an atheist. Someone who's going to like living in the present and deal with shit now. Because no. like if you, if someone you who believes in God, it's like, well, even if shit goes, gets fucked up here, at least I can go to heaven afterwards. Like you, there, yeah. you have less incentive to like fix shit here. You know? Well, that's like it's if you're a Christian pilot, you want to make sure there's an uh, atheist pilot because when the rapture yeah, comes and takes you exactly the atheist yeah. got, got it even if i he's was got a christian it. i would want my president to be an atheist like it makes just makes sense wait, wait, he's got it mike the atheist, atheist he's got it. he get raptured because the christian got raptured yeah. up 
Right. Who's fucking piloting the plane? Got wrapped up into Michelle Bachman's vagina. So another set of studies. Uh, participants were told a story about a person who accidentally hits a parked car and fails to leave insurance information for the other driver. When asked how probable it was that the offender was a Christian, a Muslim, a rapist, or an atheist, participants thought it equally likely the culprit was an atheist or a rapist. I have no problem. And unlikely I, I, that he or she was a Christian or a Muslim. Man, I don't, I don't a bad necessarily rap. disagree with that one though. Like they're they're because they're just saying an atheist and a rapist are as likely. You could say that about any. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a lot of piss and vinegar yeah. being flung at our community. Yeah, it is. But our you know, community of non-belief. Yeah. How do you organize that? So, you don't. You know, there's there's the stigma and. Um, you know, <laughs> such a weird statistic. An atheist <laughs> and a rapist are both as likely to not leave a note on a car if they hit it. That's okay, great, too. great. Yeah. I'm glad we have that statistic. Oh, God. Um, but this this is reassuring for atheists out there. There's charitable acts being done in the name of atheism, uh, like Richard Dawkins' Non-Believers Giving Aid campaign uh, launched after the whole um, earthquake in Haiti, and uh, you know people just doing things anonymously. Not attaching religion to it, yeah. which I think is the best way to do anything. Oh, like, yeah. just do something nice for another human being. Forget about your label. Forget about your agenda, and try and help your fellow man. Because isn't that what the original message is all about? Yeah. The, at, the, at the end of the day, those, those missionaries, man, who who have well, you got more to read. Go ahead. We'll get to it after. No, no, that's that's. Yeah, I'm just you know I want to puke, man, when I see that on Facebook. Look at our little missionary trip. You know, we went and helped, you know, foreigners a million miles away, and we threw the Bible at them. And it made, it, that's like pouring 10 gallons of fucking gasoline on the fire, you we, know? We built their house with a stack of Bibles. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's disingenuous, man. It's, it's, it's... Well, it's uh, not that it's disingenuous. The problem that I, that I have is a politician like Ted Cruz, who has a base and has an audience, and yeah. is basically inciting hatred against a group, a minority group, whether it's an atheist or, um, you know, Muslims in America or, you know... Gay people, it's just yeah. Muslim, it's just further... Muslim bashing is like at an all-time high since nine oh, yeah. eleven. I don't remember it being this bad. Yeah, got, it's, it's up. You there. got fucktard Ben Carson there going on about how a Muslim could never be president. Yeah, how that's that's not constitutional. Does he not know what the First Amendment is? Yeah, he's he's he's. he's, he's I mean, technically, you could have a Muslim president, but the just I think the chances are of it happening probably really. pretty slim. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think well, it's gonna get weeded out though. You, you know, eventually, uh, unfortunately. Trump will go away as much as we're having yeah. fun. Well, the religion thing, man, it's just, in my opinion, it's still a mechanism of the powers that be to divide and conquer weak-minded people and people who are stupid and haven't, you know, their intelligence and their consciousness. Yeah, but there's a lot of intelligent of people that, that, are, that, that do have religion in their lives. Yeah, but you know, you know what, though? If you've gone in behind closed doors, they'll believe most of that shit that's in that piece about... Uh, about how we, we wouldn't even know. just have a know. healthy view of it, you know? That's, that's I all, think that's a lot all of people who, who maybe go to church or espouse religion, um, a lot of them do it for personal reasons and because they really believe it and they want to have comfort in the fact that there might be an afterlife to reunite with family members. And then I think there is a percentage that does it just to save face because they are afraid to... Weekend warriors? Well, well, they're afraid to say, um, I don't really believe or I question it because the backlash that you get coming out saying you don't believe in... Religion. Or it's just, or, and and some people, it's just something they do and they've always done, and it's something tradition. your parents made you Steeping do. Tradition, it's tradition, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, our parents had the whole uh, uh, you Catholic know, fascist Catholic thing shoved down their throat. Uh, our mom went to, our mom did first communion. Our dad went to a Catholic school up in Canada. Got hit by nuns. Got beat by nuns and shit. And yeah. uh, you know, our uh, some of our uncles knew some some dudes in Boston who were molested by 
Catholic priests in the diocese. So we were spared that. Like our dad said, hell no, my sons are not getting my, well, my three kids are not getting baptized and uh, they're not joining any church there. It's a, you know, that's a baby. What does a baby know about anything? I mean, there was no anti-religion rhetoric going on. There was just, you could explore and, and, just, and do whatever you want. Yeah, well, he wanted, just to, be a good person. he wanted to create an environment where we had our own choice. Exactly. And it wasn't forced upon us. Because as Richard Dawkins says, there's no thing as a Christian baby or a Muslim baby. There is just a baby, you know? Yeah, the, doc, the, the, the rhetoric is put on them. Oh, sorry, Islamic baby. Oh, Islamic, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, Islamic or a Christian baby, there is a baby. And then, you know, the parent puts some label on the kid's head when it's born, and that's it. Uh, you have to prescribe to all that bullshit and that uh, draconian, uh, outdated, archaic way of thinking and live your life based on that. That'd be a fascinating episode to interview someone who was a, a longtime atheist and who became a believer, and, th and then interview someone who was a longtime uh, believer, religious person who ended mm -hmm. up becoming an atheist. Maybe we'll... Uh... We'll try and dig something like that up for a future episode. Yeah, there's plenty about that of that out there. But yeah, we've definitely already had it. I think Obama's probably an atheist. You know, Bill Clinton probably, Richard Nixon. I mean, these guys are very, very intelligent people. Right, when you see them at like the prayer breakfast with their oh, heads bowing, their they, head. come on. That's all show. Yeah, they're just yeah. bowing their head and smelling the fart from the person in front of them. <laughs> oh, so many uh. things out there, man. So this has been another fun episode of Jackman Radio. We hope you guys have enjoyed and and found uh, maybe a kernel of what we had to say engaging and entertaining. And I know I had a good time. And uh, we got more fun episodes and interviews coming up. And we have our first video special yeah, that was coming fun. out uh, with uh, an exclusive interview. We sat down with Jill Stein, the uh, Green Party candidate for president. And we went down to her house. Yeah, that was which, cool. Which was cool. Very enjoyable. So you can check us out on Facebook under Jackman Radio, on Twitter at Jackman Radio, and our website, jackmanradio.podbean.com. And, of course, we're on iTunes. And we really appreciate you listening. And please like our page. Tell us topics you want to hear about, stories you'd like to get our take on. Uh, you know, just a general piece of your mind. And we read it, and uh, we'll put it on the show. So thank you for tuning in to Jackman Radio. And I'm Eric. I'm Mike. And we'll see you next time.